Jim Crane, No Restrictions on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast Network with Sirene, my partner in crime, Sirene. We're very excited about the show today. We have Luke Caputo and Bob Azelia represent Smokey Robinson's Wine, which we are excited uh, about. It's great wine, and they're great guys from Pittsburgh, so it we're having them on the show. It's very tasty. I it's, got to try some at the party. It's really good. I, I know you're rummaging around back there. They have bottles over there. You, I'm trying. i got to keep you away from it so, yeah. so you can make the interview later on. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it. I don't think you're gonna make it's the interview. Early, I can see it. I can see you just drinking. Yeah, taking that wine. Yeah, I'm kind of in one you're of those moods, day drinking moods. I could do it. I, if I didn't have to go to the the doctors this evening, I probably would start right now. Oh, I think you should. We should drink before you go to the doctor. You think? Oh God, yes. We should get you He'll just plastered me right away. I should go in with you, plastered, Alcoholic. and go. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I don't think he would appreciate this. He or oh, she no. Is a new doctor. They would not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, w- what's, uh, may I ask you, is it like generally what doctor? Oh, I'm, physical? I'm, I'm going to see a psychiatrist today. Very good. Yeah, good for you. On my mental health. Well, I, I, right I, have, yeah, I've, well, you know, I've a big, uh, you know, proponent of therapy. I've been yes, a, a couple of therapists for the last 20 some years. Any, Anyone yep. in the entertainment business should mm-hmm. definitely be in it. You're in the entertainment business, yep. uh, obviously. I have two therapists and now a psychiatrist. You are beating me. <laughs> you got like a team around your mind. <laughs> yeah, I need. Yeah, I need a whole team. You deserve it. You're, well, you, you're, and you know, it's it's kind of scary to me. What? You're like one of the more together people I know. Because of therapy. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, the fact that you need another one, I don't know. It's getting. It's uh, well, I think I need. Well, the psychiatrist is because I probably need to get on some drugs at this point. <laughs> oh, I need, yeah. nice. You can share. Yes. No, but, <laughs> but no. Pharmaceutical intervention. You, you're one of the more you know together people that I know, and I mean together. I mean, if you know her, you know, as a friend, uh, honest, like you know, you know who she is. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, I think that's why we we. Uh, uh, bonded in the sense uh siri and i uh because uh i am a mess in perfection mm-hmm. and i don't hide it from her you know that's that so yeah. you, you, it's it you're like hey it's what you get that's why i'm going to see a psychiatrist i'm like because i've me, been hanging I, out I dro- with jim Cren for like six months now i and drove her i need a xanax prescription <laughs> i usually drive people to therapy that's my job that's my job for <laughs> siri yeah i uh Hey, I, I recommend it highly if you're, if you're out there suffering from anything like depression or anything like that. It's a real serious thing, man. It's not like having a bad mood, by the way. I mean, even if you don't, you know? I think being in therapy is a good thing it, to it, do, even if you're not sick. It is, because after I graduated there, they graduate you sort of like, OK, there's nothing more or whatever. Yeah. Not that I'm mentally healthy or anything, <laughs> according to these people, I guess I wasn't. But I, I stayed with it. Yeah. And I said, no, I'd like to stay with it for self-examination mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to keep learning about myself and keep trying to get better you know as i, I gotta i figure uh, well what am i 94 now i'm 94 probably another five years yeah. i should get i should make it but tell me 100 yeah you'll be, you'll be i'm gonna be a altogether guy the thing is funny is Perfect. like like this is why you're probably you probably will be i mean you should be in therapy forever like you don't go in it going okay six sessions and then i'm fixed you're growing that's not how it works no you no need no to, yes you need to do it forever and it's keep yourself in check and for anyone out there it's a different vibe you know like my mom like lou just thinks like when i say therapist lou pictures me jack nicholson and cuckoo's nest (laughs) yeah martini play the game you know like yeah and i'm no it's not like that 
at all. And it's not like you're laying on a couch and you're taking mm-hmm. notes. Uh, there's a stigma to it, in other words. There is. For generations. It's generational. Like blue collar, like families, like where I came from. Yes, my too. From, where they're like, therapy, What's don't don't say that. And somebody's going to hear you. Right. Don't tell anybody you're in therapy. What's, it's connotated as some of those weakness sometimes. Yes. Uh, yeah. If we're males, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and then when you finally admit you're weak, mm-hmm. and you're strong. But uh, Coincidentally, has this ever happened to you? I was out voting yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I r- have you ever run into your therapist in public? I have. Have you? Yes. So they're supposed to ignore you unless you engage that. with really? them. Yeah, that's like the rules of therapy. Really? Mine yeah. didn't ignore me. First rule of therapy. Don't, don't talk about therapy. So like Fight Club, first rule. Don't yeah, talk so if therapy. you see your therapist out in public, they're not supposed to approach you or even really it, look at you. Wait a second. Seriously. She talks. She knows this already about me. She picks up little things on you. She knows if she talks confidently, with the confidence that I'll believe it. That's true. Yes. She literally could say anything to me, <laughs> and if she's confident. It's she, not just and, and me. I, it's everybody on, on well, planet Earth. It's really yeah. It is everyone. <laughs> but you got it down really mm-hmm. good because she'll go. She'll, her she'll like her hand will go up like this. Mm-hmm. She goes this move right here. Yeah. And if I see the hand go up and she gets a little bit. More. My voice elevates a little bit. I get a little twinkle in my eye. Yeah. Yes. You're like a Motown singer. You're just like dumb and easy to trick. Yes. Yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> it amuses you. <laughs> it I does. amuse you. But that is not, but I am not tricking you. That's true. They, Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I yeah. check. I, I because can. I, she, like her eyes lit up when she saw me, but I could, but then she immediately So that's a real rule, in mm-hmm. other words. Yeah, but then she looked down because we live in the same neighborhood. Maybe she just doesn't like you. She made that rule up. No, she loves me. Okay, because I thought maybe she said, you know what, if you ever see me out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, you, you don't know me. run away yeah. from me. <laughs> well, no, be, see, the thing is, they can talk to you if you engage with them first. So you have to go, hey, Jen, nice to see you. And then she can. Oh, that's what I did yeah. then. Okay. So she can't come up to you and be like, you know, what if you're with your family? What if you're with I got you, you. Know, somebody that doesn't know you? It's, it's <laughs> well, all to protect you. Yeah, it's all it. to protect you. Yeah, I know. It is really, mm-hmm. th- there are real rules to that yeah. whole deal because it's because you're private man you're talking about your very intimate your intimate yeah. stuff details of your life it's yeah. the most of me you know i highly recommend it out there if uh, you get it you know and it's not most therapists are genuine in the sense that uh if you think oh, i don't have the money jim i wish i could afford. no no no. they have payment plans yeah so it's called ten dollars a of you, month yeah for those of you people. who don't know this and this is just like a psa this is not mm-hmm. this is like a little off brand for yeah. us if you just go to your zip code and then sliding scale backslash mm-hmm. therapist doctor whatever they basically just give you the option to just put in what you can afford and they'll find you somebody right and that's you know that's what i have to do and when you and get it's the five dollars it's yeah. me yeah, it's called Sliding Scale. If you go onto that website, uh, if you don't have insurance or if your insurance isn't accepted someplace, they'll find a therapist for you or a doctor or a gynecologist, whatever. Well, whatever actually, I do uh, charity work uh, for a group in uh, North Hills. In uh, It's in Ross Park area called Anchor Point. Anchor Point. And uh, they have... Some of the top therapists in the city, these therapists volunteer there, and uh, Mm. it's free, basically, and maybe some small amount, donation, basically, kind of thing. It's a donating thing. So, Anchor Point, call them also in North Hills, but there's probably places like that, too, but Anchor Point's a really nice, great organization to help. Been there since the 30s, helping people with, uh, especially uh, with depression, they help, because that could be really a hell of a 
mountain to climb. You know, I oh, went through it myself. Is, uh, you know, is such a bitch, dude. about a year ago or so, and <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, you such know, it's part of it's life. It, yeah, you can't get rid of that mind. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's part of your deal. Yeah. Uh, this is off brand for us. Yeah. But yeah. We're back talking to a little comedy. Bit. <laughs> yeah, back to comedy. Although you probably laughed at my mental. No, no, state. I actually. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not <laughs> a lot of things are off. Like off uh, of, off for me. I I joke. I think everything is fair game when it comes to comedy. Oh, you I, should be I, able to make fun of whoever, whatever you want. If it's a joke, it's a joke. And I think the show is a hybrid morning show. This isn't a, you know I, we do kind of a morning showish style in a way because that's what I knew mm-hmm. and know and it's comedy. But it's also uh, you know personal a little bit. Yeah. Get to know us a little bit or get to know you know truthful things mm-hmm. about us. So it's kind of cool in that sense. And you know another thing um, we're doing. Uh, people have noticed. Obviously, I lost. 55 pounds that's mm-hmm. a lot of weight i lost a whole little person like a dead dog i lost <laughs> <laughs> the uh the before and afters it's crazy yeah you know i didn't realize even myself it would be that dramatic you know mm-hmm. and uh i was always a confident person i guess i just looked in the mirror and thought eh, fine but man it's mm-hmm. amazing in in Cierney, uh you know come on yeah. You're kind of a handsome woman. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I am dressed like a, she is a very handsome woman. Lives on the sh- but but in uh, the Shire. <laughs> but she uh she's been on a diet also and she's lost uh what 30 pounds? 21 pounds yep. already. And you know online you see online on her Facebook and stuff she got her model model. Only those photos though. No recent photos. No, but still. <laughs> hey. You played in the NFL. You played in the NFL. Right, so yeah. But uh, so very beautiful. And uh, but anyway, it's kind of cool. I thought, Sierra, that uh, you—that's a power. I, I always, I always thought women should strut that a bit. You know, uh, people, women get shamed a lot for things like that. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, beauty is a uh, gift, and it's like a, a running back. I always think could run four four a four four forty. I know it's that okay means. for him to go to the NFL. I, she knows what that means. Definitely. So why not? If you're gift of beauty, why not? That's part of a power, I believe. So yeah. you got your power back with this loss, I think, and it's kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. And, and the thing I want to ask you, and, I th- and, I'm, and I'm experiencing this, believe it or not, more so, um, not more so, but just for the first time, maybe whatever. After losing 55 pounds, people treat you different. Yeah, they do. <laughs> when you. Thinner, especially when you're a woman, for sure. Uh, I guess men. Yeah. I didn't know this. People treat you differently. Yeah, they do. It's really strange to me. Mm-hmm. Well, like, how is it different for a guy though? So, for like o- the obvious reasons, like for women, they're like, I'm not a look. I don't consider myself. <laughs> I'm a solid six, and McKee's rocks. I'm a good seven. Um, but I guess uh, I picture uh, like uh, about a week ago, my battery. Uh, Bobby's laughing. I know. <laughs> I am Bob. And my keys rocks. I'm a seven. But uh, in Wilmerding, I'm an eight. But uh, so, <laughs> so uh, but 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 uh, I was in a a, a restaurant in uh, in my Uber. Something was going on. I couldn't get it. And uh, this would not happen before. These two young girls are just fawning all over me. <laughs> they said, "You can, I'll Uber you." <laughs> so wow! I'm like really? Thank well, yeah, you. they wanted the money. No, they were just, just going to pay. Yeah, well, that's pay. not an Uber then. That's no, a... she's going to pay my ride. Said, I'll take care oh, of it. Jim. Oh, I see. I see. What I was going to pay for it. I'm like, yeah. oh no, no, it's. But uh, I don't know something like that. I don't think that would 
have than 55 pounds ago, I don't think. Maybe not, but the, you forget you're a celebrity. That's true. The fame fame yeah. comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two, these girls are too young to know. That's what made me think about it, I guess. Oh. I thought, anyway. Gotcha. They were probably like 22, 23, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe too young. But, uh, I don't know. But anyways, but I just, I'm, I, you know, it's just kind of weird. I, mm-hmm. I, I did, Not weird, but you know what I mean? It's like. I do notice sometimes females treat me a little better. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or more. I don't know why. But like you said, the fame is there too. But uh, yeah. I, I'm just, I, I, I kind of can get a little window where you're, don't you agree? Do you, do you, do, do sure. you agree? Yeah, of course. From the female side? Yeah, definitely. So it wasn't really noticeable on me until about, I don't know, maybe like a couple weeks ago that you could actually tell that the weight was coming off. Yes. So I'm not back there yet, but I can tell you this. Before the weight gain, I was, I mean, everybody's nice to you, you know? I Oh, I forgot my, like, I take the tea all the time. Oh, I forgot my go. tea ticket. Don't worry about it, honey. Just go ahead. Well, there you go. So yeah. that's not you what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's not really yeah. fame yeah. in that place, but oh, it could be in the female side. Sorry. It's okay. Let me buy you this drink anyway. Right. But yeah. It, it's, it's my whole life. I've, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You get used to that. But then you get a little chunky. And it's just like, hey, can you hold that door for me? <laughs> I'm coming through. Yeah, or buy your own drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. They yell at you for not tipping enough. Yeah. It changes. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. And here's the other thing I hate the most is like my friends and family are like, I can really see it in your face. You can really see it. I'm like, what do you? What did my face look like? <laughs> they look like I still had like, acorns in my cheeks. Yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you did. You had those. those I did. Oh my god! I look like uh, yeah. I don't know what I look like. Look like Bobby Glickman or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick. That's it. <laughs> Jiminy Glick. God, I love that character. I know. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Jiminy Glick. Uh, Martin Short. But uh, yeah, it's just weird. Uh, you know the whole mm-hmm. in. Uh, Hey, but I don't treat fat people differently. Do I don't I? treat anybody differently. Maybe we I, do, and we don't know it. I don't. I respect for Are humanity. You sure? I don't. I try to consciously be a respect for humanity. It's one thing I do good. I have a lot of flaws, mm-hmm. more than anybody. Trust me. Yeah. That's just one thing I know. I try to. My grandmother always instilled that on me to, yeah. to respect humanity and uh, respect everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for the good in them. Yeah. Until the bad happens. Right. And and then they're done. Walk them. Then they're done. Yeah. I can walk. That's fair. Well, yeah, that's you know can't can't mistake uh, kindness for weakness. I will walk, you know, but th- not the first time. Yeah, take it a few times, you know, and I'll t- get, hundred. get that picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple hundred, but then I'll get. But anyway, yeah, I do treat try to try to anyway. I'm sure I make mistakes. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you've been. You'll be getting twenty e- twenty emails and Jimmy Cran mm-hmm. slammed the door in my face. <laughs> oh, he's nice. He respects you, Mammy. <laughs> oh, I used to like you until then. Yeah. yeah. It's well, no, I, I try. You do too. You you do treat people very nice. I try to, but I know, like, okay, I wanted to tell you this before we got on the but show. I'm the only one. I'm I, the only one you don't I treat did nice. something really mean <laughs> yesterday what? on accident. I was Mormons came to my door. Okay, I live in the North Side, and the Mormons and like the Baptists, they're always knocking on right. doors. Usually, I'm polite. I say, "Excuse me, I'm busy right now. I'm working. I'm on the phone. Something like that." And it was two really young kids, and they're just doing what they think is right. Right, they're doing their Mormon thing. I was horrible to them. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. I'm busy. I'm on the phone. Get off my property. <laughs> wow. I don't have time for this. You worked it. And I and immediately, as soon as I closed my door, I felt so bad. Did they pray for you? Um, 
they didn't come back so they prayed for you I just felt really bad because I was like, they don't know any better. They're just doing what they think they have to do. And usually I am nice. Usually I'm like, okay, I'll take your pamphlet. Thank you. All right. Bye. Goodbye. God bless you. Something like that. Yeah. But I was like, I'm an atheist. Get off my property. (laughs) And I slammed the door. Hey, we have our moods. We're human. I was in a bad mood. I used to have Jehovah Witnesses come to my uh, door all the time. They're worse. Well, no, we became friends. We were two young guys. Mm Mm-hmm. And they listen to me in the morning show. <laughs> yeah. Start talking about it. They're allowed to listen they, to radio? They listen to me. And they oh. knew me. And, I, and we just sit there and they come over. And we we just talked about radio. And, yeah. You know, they handed me a little pamphlet and went on. It was yeah. kind, of, kind of cool. But anyway, yeah. See, yeah, I made a mistake just yesterday. I wasn't nice to them. and. Oh, we all. Yeah, I do. I'm sure I do that, too. I'm sure, you know. I hate when someone cuts you off in traffic. That's bad. No, yeah, those people. That's need to burn in hell. That'll do it. That'll do it. No, I mean, I think everybody either tries. I think we try mm-hmm. consciously. Yeah. You know, to, to do, try to do good. I do try. I felt bad immediately. As soon as I slammed the door, I felt bad. There, there's a book I read. Uh, once, I, I read a lot, believe it or not. Uh, I don't believe it. You see, I don't believe anything I say. <laughs> Besides, I will use him. She's nice to He everyone. also says that he plays tennis and vapes. So, th- yeah, there you go. And she says she's nice. He sent me a picture of the vape. Thank you. Yeah, it was not. It was like. No, it wasn't his. E-Leaf. Look it up. But anyway, this, yeah, you're nice to everybody but me. I am so you're nice so mean to, to me. You <laughs> see, so mean to me. <laughs> so nice. That's your nice very, side? Very patient. All right, patient and nice. Patient, I mean. yes. I'll give you that. Yeah, you do <laughs> yeah, You do deal with a little bit of my uh, imperfections. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? We're, no, I'm off track. Vape, tennis. Reading. You said you read a lot. Reading. Said, no, you don't. M. No, yeah, no. M. Scott Peck, uh, the guy who wrote The Road Less Travel, wrote People of the Lie. And it's a fascinating book if you get a chance to, to, to get it. Uh, it wasn't like a real big seller. Anything. It was fascinating in the sense that it's about evil, good and evil. Mm-hmm. And how you, ch- you ch- it's choice, freedom of choice. And you choose in the morning when you wake up, whether mm-hmm. it's subliminally or not, mm-hmm. whether you're going to go toward good or toward evil. And now we're not righteous where I, uh, you can say well i'm good and that person's evil mm-hmm. can't do that we're marble cake i'm evil too mm-hmm. like i have evil in me yeah you know i get the, the hero and the villain and i'm uh, both and but i'm trying to do good mm-hmm. and i'll stumble and do something evil by mistake not mistake now i'll stumble and do something <laughs> bad and, and that's what I'm, so, so it's like you try to do mm-hmm. good i yeah. think most i think most people are like that yeah i do too but well, then there are disorders yeah leeches well there's you know disorders yeah. you know worms sociopaths psychopath narcissist oh. personality disorder yeah. they, you know whatever happens and, and that's maybe d- distorts it a bit mm-hmm. uh distorts a lot yeah but uh but see, it just fascinates me though you know but as long as you're trying i think i'm trying out there no, yeah i think everybody everybody I'm out trying there, to be nice trying to do our best but you know what like when when did, when where's the cutoff point of like being so nice and giving people so many chances to be where it's just like okay well you're just stupid now just stop well stop being nice and move on and make your life better because these people are taking advantage of you well you know, they're the, not they're not that that's the thing that uh, but that's the thing where you have to you know in a you know in a spiritual sense I know oh you, for Christ's sake in yeah, a all right you're lost me you no know, it's okay <laughs> it's okay but no I'm just like you know in in my insight that's okay. All. Um, and maybe it's something else for you. Yeah. The, the same insight reality. though, which is, yeah, whatever your reality is. Yes. And the reality was mother Teresa had a thing where, uh, she has this, these things where, um, this prayer she has every night now, you know, uh, treat a person nice, even if they 
take advantage of you, do it anyway. Uh, if you, you know, help someone, whatever, do it. She went to all these things, do it anyway. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the last one is at the end of the day, it was never between you and them anyway. Mm-hmm. For me, it's between me and God. For you, it's between you and the universe, Darwin, whatever, or not, or just Darwin. yourself, whatever. <laughs> but, but in other words, it's for you. You're doing it for you. Right. So the longest you're doing it for you, no one is taking advantage of you because you're aware if you're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. You're not being, you're only being taken advantage of if you're not aware. Yeah. So if you're aware of being kind and you're aware of somebody, you you help somebody out, say, you know, financially or even whatever. And you think, well, all right, I'm aware, uh, you know, this is for me. I, you know, I've had it tough at times and, and I'm going to do this and. They may not pay me back. They might. That's on them. You know, now they don't pay me back. Did they take advantage of me? No, because I knew. They did it because I wanted to. You know, they they don't know that. Yeah. They don't know that. But I know that. So it's kind of like a personal thing where, you know, it's not between them. It's not between them. It's between yourself. So it's up to you. It's your heart. Okay. Or God with me. Your heart. Uh, It's interesting. Yeah. Good points. Very interesting. Yeah. Change the subject real quick. Let's switch gears. Like Andy Cohen at a Housewives reunion. Yes. He'd like to switch gears. We like to switch gears. Yep. We're going to, we're going to a topic. I'm Andy, <laughs> my Andy Cohen. But uh, I saw this uh, documentary, and, and it was uh, a fascinating. I, I saw a different version of this documentary a few years ago. Uh, I saw this newer version, and it was fascinating that, that uh, it goes to North Korea, uh, as you know, right? With Yep. That's the bad one. The bad one. Yep. Well, the the guy uh, that was uh, the grandfather of Kim, Kim Jong Un. Yep. Uh, he was like the. They the said he was some kind of. Dad was Kim Jong Il, and then before Kim Jong Il. Uh huh. I think it might have been the first Kim Jong Un. I think the I one that remember. they considered like a god. Yeah. Well, they all do. They're all yes, gods. Yes. They're all gods. I think he was mm-hmm. god too. I guess. I, is he Un too? I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be. I might be wrong on that. But anyway, let's just say he is. For the heck Kim Jong Uno. Uno. So, Kim so, Jong Go Fish. Okay, after World War II, they are dividing. They're figuring out what to do with Korea. Yeah. So after all the battles and we win Korea back and all that, whatever, they, they split the zone, north mm-hmm. and the south, right? Well, in the north, they didn't like their history, so they decided to change it all. And they read up a whole history thing in the sky being a god and... You know, and they won the war, and this is what they want, or so, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a whole history of this guy. This guy could float. He could change the weather with his mind, all this stuff, whatever. So he takes over. He's North Korea, and uh, Russia then decides they're not going to, they're not funding them like they were funding them. Russia was taking care of North Korea. United States, we were taking care of South Korea. Okay. Yeah. So Russia's not funding them the same way because Russia's having their hard times at this point, you know, years after World War II. Mm-hmm. So our guy, uh, Uno, Un, he uh, he decided, Sierra, he was a, a movie buff. Yeah. He had the biggest movie collection at the time, whatever, anyone. And he decides they can't grow anything there. They, they have no way to make anything. They're poor. He said he thought movies, make movies, mm-hmm. and I'll make money for the economy. That's how we're going to make movies. The whole economy. Movies cost money. Well, they had money. Okay. But they had to grow money and, and buy f- foods and for people and whatever it's yeah it costs money but not that you know what it cost it's a few million this is a country so yeah. you know so he has whatever he has you know taxes or whatever they do to make money yeah 
at their at their hands. But anyway, so he makes movies. He is he, he gets these directors. They make movies, and they and now part of his ego is involved with this. Yeah, and uh, they're not every uh, filmmaker is the they're not making movies. <laughs> He's like the producer. This guy mm-hmm. Kim Jong Un, and uh, I think Il Il Un. I can't my guy. Oh no, dos three. Can't take no it to look it up. But anyway, so he he just can't stand that he's not getting any type of awards like he's putting it in the, <laughs> like award season i'm not kidding he, award i know se- that feeling award so season comes around i'm with you kim and you're not getting like you're not getting nominated you're not in can he wants to get in, not he wants getting to get in cans he wants cans bad he wants yeah. you know i don't the sundance, sundance wasn't happening then but yeah. he probably would want it now <laughs> he'd be like, i need sundance so bad <laughs> so he wants to get in this these awards he wants to be respected and he wants to make money and a whole deal so I'm sorry. I'm looking up his name, but I have to find. It. I can't take it. So he, he. There's an Kim actress. Kim Jong Fun. Wait, here it is. Yeah, Kim Jong Un. Mm-hmm. All right. So it was Kim Jong Un. He's first one, I guess. But anyway, so there was an actress uh, in the '70s. She was South Korean. She was beautiful. She had just died. This is, and also was why this documentary. She just died this past week. Mm-hmm. In her '90s. Wow. Uh, but at the time. Sarah, she was an international actress from South Korea, and uh, she was, and her husband mm-hmm. was the director of her films, and she was stunningly beautiful. She was Angelina Jolie or whatever of her of that era, of mm-hmm. that snapshot of that era. She's Angelina Jolie, in uh, the husband's Brad Pitt who could direct like that. He's they're South Korean, but the world looked at them like that. His films were Academy Award films. He was he actually had the first Rambo he was going to do. He ended up not doing it. But mm-hmm. That's all. I mean. It's, this director, he was like really known and respected. This guy, well, they they had a ch- couple children, whatever. They got divorced, separated, or whatever, you know. Uh, but anyway, Kim Jong Un wanted her to come to North Korea to make movies because she was that big of a star. Okay, put her up. She made international. She made all the film festivals. She'd win them. She right. won awards. Yeah, she's nominated like for Jennifer Academy Aniston Awards. Jennifer Aniston of North Korea. Yes, huge. Yeah. Uh, even pretty. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer is pretty, yeah. but, but uh, yeah, Jennifer is. So, so anyway, we'll <laughs> say apples and oranges there. <laughs> She's beautiful, but uh, so, so anyway, she she makes these movies, but they don't have the director, or the writers. I mean, they're not making money, and so, oh, I, I forgot one thing. Oh, she didn't go voluntarily. Of course not. No, but no woman does anything voluntarily she in North Korea. Kidnapped. He kidnapped her. He kidnapped her. Walking on the beach. It's on brand. This is a star. Yep. <laughs> this is like one of the biggest stars at the time. A movie star. The kidnapper walking on the beach. She wakes up. She's in North Korea. Kim Jong-un's there, you know. Gotcha. And he's telling her the whole thing, and she's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, oh, you're going to do it, or you're going to go to the gulag or whatever. You're going to eat rats and whatever. Mm. Not good. And, and and he doesn't touch her sexually or anything. It's not like he had this thing. He didn't, you know, he didn't force her to do any... Mm-hmm. She would have her. She lived in this palace, and she didn't know what to do. Yeah, she has nowhere to go. She's imprisoned. The public they put out a PR thing that she wanted to go voluntarily. She can't <gasps> say anything about it. Wow, she can't say anything about it. She does a couple of movies, and they flop because the director isn't the writer. So he decides he needs the husband because he's the writer director. He kidnaps him. What? True story. Not making it up. He kidnap. Look it up. He kidnaps him. <laughs> Type in, guys. Look it up later after the show. Okay. Kim Jong-un or whatever and say kidnaps actress. It'll come up all over the place. But anyway, so he kidnaps the husband, the ex-husband. 
Yeah. She still loved him. So he shows up. He thinks if he puts them together, she'll be happy. He'll be happy. They're going to live there and live a lavish life in North Korea. <laughs> like a Malibu Barbie house with Ken. Okay, you know, you guys live together now. Like, now yes, make me a movie. You're gonna, yes, yeah. now make me a movie. Yeah. And he says, and I'm talking, you know, I'm not kidding. Like, he'd wake up in the morning for like two Mercedes outside. It's deranged. There was just money, uh, anything they wanted. Mm -hmm. And they're king and queen. He's going to have any amount of budget he needs. Think about this as a director and writer, and this is any amount of budget you need That's, to yeah. make a movie. Yeah. Any idea, any and he says, he says, no. So they put him in prison. Wow. And he's beaten. And he's everything. He's eating, he's eating rats because <laughs> he can't eat, starving. So finally, after getting beaten enough, about six, seven months, yeah. and eating enough rats, because I'll tell you what, if you have two, three rat stews, that's too much. You probably don't even. You got to just eat a dead rat. There's well, no soup. Well, There's no it. hot water. Oh, come on. For, in prison? It, look. You got to wash it off in the, in the toilet going and then to, bite the head off of it. No, no. I'm wash, I'm sautéing my rat. Well, how? You're in prison. Or are you getting a pan? I am. Or are you getting fire? Very. I can do it. If you're lucky, you have a hole in the I'm ground. I'm like man versus wild, man. I can get out there and cut things open and whatever. I'd make a little. Come on. In prison, they have ways of making a little you, fire. You could I have a prison partner, buddy. Okay. All right, uh, let's. I want to see you start a fire with nothing. I would not have to start a fire. Mm -hmm. I'd have. have I'd have my group. Okay. I'd my clan. Okay. My little group of people. They would. <laughs> yep, you'd have a squad in prison. I'd sure. have a squad. Yeah. So anyway, but he did. He 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 would cook rat. I guess I don't know. They didn't really <laughs> say how he ate it, but he had he ate rat. But anyway, which I don't think I could eat rat. I don't think I even you would if you were hungry enough. If I was starving, I guess I'd have to eat rat, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess bring that baby on. Mm -hmm. A little barbecue sauce, some fries. Rat on a stick. Hey, fries and coleslaw and a rat. I'm going. It's a mancini roll. Bring it on. But uh, I don't think I could do it. But anyway, he gets tired of eating rat. Yeah. So he goes and he gives. He, he figures I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to escape. Mm -hmm. So it's the only way I get out. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck here instead of dead. Yeah. She's going to die. Yep. She says, I'm going to do it. So he does, and he ends up making movies. Yeah. And he ends up making festivals. He ends up making like cans, and he makes, you know. we got to watch those movies. They they make festivals. They're making money. Jesus. His idea is working. Wow. He's so happy. Mm -hmm. They're so sad. Of course. They're Two in the morning, they wake him up. They have a party. they got to go to the party. Because they had a piece <laughs> Yeah, he'd be have a, he'd give them like Rolex watches or something at the party and have like wow. gifts for them and like they were just the king Total and queen. Dictator. They were the toast of North Korea. Everyone knew them from their movies. This is such a strange story. It is. Yeah. And he finally he knew he had to make a movie off North Korea, mm -hmm. and to escape. And he makes one. He finally he knew to get to Thailand or wherever I can't remember it was something like that. He knew an area he can get asylum or whatever. So he ends up convincing him it was like a 20 million dollar movie it was like at that time it would have been like i don't know what that would have been now Valued back then. oh yeah no idea insane but he is convinced it's academy award movie kim thinks this is going to win him the academy award he convinces him but the script is good mm -hmm. is it it's supposedly from what okay. they said they said the script is out out of, out of this world okay they go to thailand they got 30 bodyguards around now he's worried they're gonna escape because they have to shoot on location he says right right so they're in there and they have like third they have guards everywhere all over mm -hmm. 
he meets a concierge and he takes a gamble. Mm-hmm. If he's wrong, he's dead. Mm-hmm. But he says, I need your help. And he had money because Kim would give him money. He gave him a lot of money. He said, look, I need, and the guy goes with it. The guy happened to be Japanese and they, they weren't really, they were kind of at odds mm-hmm. with Korea at the time. And uh, so he got lucky. So this, this guy is like one of the concierge people is in on it. And he tells the wife, this is our move. This is our only shot or we're dead. Yeah. And they go in a lobby. They said they had to get something like a, a briefcase and go back to the room or whatever. It's 30 people where I'm thinking. They, they're, they're casual. This is like, you know, after being a few weeks, so they're, they're not thinking of escaping. Yeah. He grabs her and they shift over to the concierge. has a cab waiting outside. They jump in the cab. It takes off with them. They're going to the embassy and it's flying. All of a sudden, yeah. others find it. The cabs are going neck and neck. They call in the cab Car ahead. Chase. Call in the cab ahead. Should've Where are you going? Did you make at? a right? Yeah. You'd make a right. You'd make a left. He's telling them. Mm-hmm. The guy has a briefcase of money. Director husband. He throws it right at the guy in front of us. He says, Go. Help says, us. Go. No, he said, Tell him make a left. Tell him we made a left and we make a right. He goes, We, we made a left. He did. Yeah. They yeah. made it at the embassy and they both escaped. Now they need to make a movie about that. They need to make a movie about that. that they will. They will make story. a movie about that eventually. That's an incredible story. It's the most incredible story. I couldn't believe it was real until yeah. I looked it up again. I looked online like Jesus. It's really. And they changed their identity or witness protection. No, no. Like, she, ended up, she ended up. She ended up in Los Angeles. Now. She right. lived in her nineties. Mm-hmm. Passed away. He went to uh, Los Angeles. Also, he had some problems. I think. Yeah. You know, with after that all happened. Of course. He uh, eating rats. Is he did have Rambo the movie at one point. He was going to be. He, passed on or whatever something happened this there this guy's just lazy he doesn't want to be any any movies <laughs> probably <laughs> he doesn't want to be a rambo he no no not in it he he was going to make it like he he was he would he they, he was on his like he was a director oh I he see. was a writer yeah and something producer. happened where he yeah he was just at a place in his just just mind or whatever just wasn't there mm-hmm. after that all happened mm-hmm. and he never really became what he was you know yeah. he didn't fulfill his potential from what i read but she ended up kind of retiring too i mean as far as from the movies she maybe mm-hmm. did a little bit not much lived a very quiet life like in hawaii or something like that and just wow. died this week in oh. her 90s wow but what yeah a crazy life to live what a wild story I love it's so story. wild it's almost unbelievable it's and there were times that people didn't yeah. and she but she had produced tapes and all types of things that you know that, that, that it was a kidnapping you yeah. know so part of it was like well did you really volunteer that did you no, it was no. A kidna- but there was proof that she was telling the telling the truth. Wow. What's the doc called? I can't remember. What? Just type in uh type in Kim Jong Kim Jong un kidnaps actress. It'll all come up, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I was just wondering when this happened to be catching like I caught like at the beginning is mm-hmm. and I said, oh, I remember I saw something about that a while. I knew the story. Mm-hmm. But I know wasn't that the weirdest thing that ever? That is wild. It, Kore- some Koreans do make good scary movies though. Well the the Scariest movie of all time was voted uh, a Korean movie, which I didn't see. Have you seen this movie? What is it? What's it called? It's just, um, let's see. Where was it? It is a movie. Um, it's got a 99 mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's The Wailing. No, I don't think so. I've not seen The Wailing. It's mm-hmm. about a police officer investigating mysterious illness in a village. Mm-hmm. And it's it was like on all these lists is like the scariest yeah. movie of all time. Yeah. 
South Korean movie, I believe. I think I've heard of it, but no, I never The Wailing. A 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. I used to work uh, as a programmer at a foreign film festival, and I got to screen and watch a lot of foreign films, and the scariest movies I've ever seen are what, what, all come from Korea. Really? Yeah. I wonder what, 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 what stands out. Like, you remember any movie that, that stands Psychological, out? Psychological. Uh, so the one that stands out to me is called Smaller and Smaller Circles. That actually might have been a Taiwanese film. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just psychologically creepy and eerie, and uh, cinematography is just beautiful. They just, I don't know, they just work harder on stuff over there. It's not lazy, where you can see like an American horror. American horror is lazy. Well, yeah, There's I mean, no I'm writing goes into it. They throw anybody in front of the camera. That's why you never see A-listers in horror movies. They're like, no, because you're not going to make a good movie. Well, it's true. Asian, the Asian. Uh, genre the asian uh, like ring the ring yeah it was a ringu or whatever yes uh, it was a remake of a korean it was a remake movie. of a was it korean is uh, that what it was no, oh, it was japanese no, it was a, i think it was chinese it was japanese. japanese yeah but uh yeah so asia is it's the asian culture is great with scary movies yes, the ring is the ring is one of the scariest it's not scary oh god i, I, I was so afraid of that movie <laughs> i actually th- th- saw the japanese version i thought it was scary very very much yes I thought well, that was good. Yeah, I was, that movie was much scarier. And what was the other one that was big right around that time? There's The Ring, and there was one other one, a Japanese movie they remade also. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember it. The, the little lady comes in the Uh, Yeah, it the wasn't TV. The Ring. It was like, the that's the where you watch the movie, and then it kills you, right? Yes. The Ring. There's yes. another one that was very... It was eerily, like The Ring. Eerily similar. Yeah, they had, it was like right at that same time mm. they both came out. Yeah, I can't remember. It, it, yeah, you know, you know what? This is why I know it's going to be a scary movie. When in a trailer they pull the person, <laughs> like if the person's that like, that is not a yeah. If the person, <laughs> this is me, not you. If the person's pulled, yeah, like you know they're Under laying the there, bed or something. and then they go, ah, they pull them. Yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid of being pulled. You're also afraid of like the Halloween M and M's commercials. So. Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I can be pulled. But yeah. th- 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 that doesn't scare you being pulled out of nowhere. It would be scary in real life. But yes, thank you very much. I, I'm like desensitized because I watch so much horror. So I'm like desensitized to that stuff. It's not scary to me. Are you kidding me? You get, that, that's scary. If somebody pulled me in real life, yes, of course, I'd be terrified. Thus, it's scary for me now because yeah. I think of myself being pulled. Yeah. I've seen scarier like YouTube videos. Oh, God. Like kids jumping out at Come their parents. You <laughs> All right, changing the subject. One more, one more subject. We have a little time Switching for Switching gears. Before we go, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk wine coming up. Mm. Smokey Robinson wine coming up next. Mm-hmm. But uh, switching gears, uh, I read an article on uh, last meals uh, for people getting executed, and, and how strange oh, they could be, and how weird that people can topic. request. Uh, and, and it makes all of us out there think of, mm-hmm. okay, so you're gonna walk down the hall and get executed. You know, bye bye and. Yep. And they say, all right, it's, you get your last meal, and probably within a reason, I guess, but some of these meals, I don't know, they, they went all out. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, some of them, I, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. He ordered uh, 12 fried jumbo shrimp, mm-hmm. deep fried. Okay. Why 12? I don't know. You have to ask. John has, he was kind of <laughs> weird. Like I'll that. ask him when I he get just, to heaven. He was kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's I don't think heaven. he's going to be in heaven. John <laughs> ordered 12 uh, fried shrimp in a bucket of KFC. So I'm all in choice. on the, all fried food. I love it. I'm all in on, but well, you're yeah. not gonna worry about your cholesterol. Mm-mm. You're dying. No. I'm all, I'm really I'm into the KFC bucket. Yeah, I was gonna say like probably fried chicken would be some there for for me too. I know. Mm-hmm. If I had that at my last meal, even if I don't eat it all, because mm-hmm. you can't 
put it in Tupperware for later. Yeah. Because you're dead. No. But the, I would it's just so good bite. when it's cold. I'd want a bite. Oh, yeah. it is good. It's it is good cold. Taki fried is the best cold. Yeah. The next day, mm-hmm. hungover, yeah. greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Although you're, this is dead. You're not going to hungover. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steven Anderson, killer in California. I kind of, kind of like what he had here. What he went he simple. Two grilled cheese sandwiches with bacon. Okay. A slice of apple pie. Thank you very much. Simple. Classic. And put Love me it. To, put me to bed. I'm dead. Yeah. After that. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> night, night. A classic. I cl- yeah. I like you know, it's not going to like lay on you. Mm-mm. You're not going to eh, riff or anything you know, when you're dead. Ronnie Lee Gardner went big time. They they Who's went all that? out. What did she do? I don't know. Ronnie I don't Lee recognize Gardner that name. It's, it might be a guy, Ronnie. Is it could be a girl or a guy. Okay. I don't know. Ronnie, well, if you have three names, Jake Ronnie Lee. falling asleep. Look Ronnie at Lee Gardner. Oh, my God. Our producer is falling asleep in his chair. Jake, <laughs> what's going on? Are you drinking the wine? Jake. You're into the wine over there? Jake, what 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 would your last meal be? Uh, I was trying to think of it. I don't, I don't know. Because you have one meal now. You got to think. Yeah, it could be anything. But I'm thinking like hibachi. Really? Oh, good one. You're going to hibachi type? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. At your very last meal ever, hibachi. Yeah, I like hibachi. I like okay. hibachi too. You must love it. Yeah. Ronnie Lee Garner, two lobster tails and slice of apple pie, which made me think, I'm yeah. throwing apple pie on my list. For I sure. I like apple pie. Yeah. I'd make my last meal. I'd make Sirny bake something. She sends me pics of food she bakes. I'd send. I'd send you. It's a uh, something that I. Sirny, could you bake something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to electric chair in about an hour. <laughs> and whip something together. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. So I, I was thinking, what would I? What would I choose? Yeah. And what would you choose? I'm telling you that that, that bread thing you said with the cheese. Oh <laughs> yeah. Cheese that. But uh. Mediterranean tort. That. Tart. Yeah. I want that. But uh, no, I would uh. All right, here's what I go with. I go with a uh, two Big Macs. Okay. Kentucky Fried. Mm-hmm. Apple pie. Are we going bucket? Six piece? Six piece two is piece? good. I'll be full. Okay. Uh, don't want to waste. Okay. Uh, and, a, and a large Coke and a vanilla milkshake. That's it. That's it? That's all I need. Two Big Macs. Yeah. Fries. Of course. Vanilla milkshake, Coke. Where's the vanilla Kentucky milkshake Kentucky Fried. From? Not from McDonald's. Uh, no, I'd get from like Milkshake Dog Factory shit. if they could get yeah, yeah. There you something go. like that. You know. Smart. But anyway. Yeah. What would I have? What would you get? Oh, my God. This is such a hard I'd question. I'd throw a Wendy's because... in there, too, if I could. Yeah. If, I w- if I'd say, hey, you know what I'd ask them? I'd say, mm-hmm. if it's not too much trouble. If it's not too much trouble, they would get say, a JBC and a couple nugs. They say, you're going to die. It wouldn't be, oh, you can go to Wendy's for me, Yeah, I think. they're there on the way. It's on the way. It's gotta be somewhere, no, but anyway, good. I was thinking ta- Taco Bell, like maybe a chalupa, but oh I'm goodness. washing it down with some Smokey Robinson wine. That's for sure. Smokey Robinson wine, yeah, definitely. Really, ta- you're going Taco Bell I for your last I'm meal? I think I'm gonna do like one of those boxes from Taco Bell where you can just get like a hundred oh, tacos. Yes, yes, one of the dinner. What's it boxes called? A dinner box where you get like thirty tacos and a couple chalupes and a couple burritos. I'm kind of stunned that you're going Taco Bell. I mean, I love Taco Bell. Because I never get to eat it. Because, like, obviously I'm doing this diet. I'm trying really hard to eat clean. And I haven't had Taco Bell in ages. I love Taco Bell. And I see the commercials all the time. And I see them and, like, my mouth starts watering. Uh, Taco Bell. And then I'm going a huge Diet Coke. Diet Coke? Why? Why are you watching your weight? I don't like Coke Classic. Don't Don't you? I love Coke Classic. I don't like Classic Coke. She's watching her weight. Diet Coke. No, that's not why I drink it. It's like the taste. I do. I like the taste. All right. I don't like <laughs> like I cut a few sugary, pounds before I go to the yeah. chair. I want to look good in a chair. 
Yeah, it's too too sweet. You know, I hear people treat you nice when you're thinner in a chair. But anyway, <laughs> I want to fit into my coffin. Yeah, man. I want to look real. I want that deathly sunken yeah. in face. You want in people my coffin. say, "God, she looks good." Mm-hmm. And then I'm yeah, washing it down with some Smokey Robinson. Uh, the the rosé was my favorite. Nice. Yeah. With some ice, but like here's how I like it. I'm I'm weirdo. They're, they're gonna hate that I'm saying this. Good. I I put a little bit of ice in it, a little bit of club soda, a little bit of lime juice. So it's that's because like you were white trash. Exactly. Like a little, right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like a little yep. crust ice. <laughs> <laughs> some ice in my beer. That's another yeah, way. I, I put ice too. in my beer. Do you? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. good. It people good. look at me like I'm not ice yeah. in the beer. Try it. Yeah, I know people good. might look at you like it makes it colder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, does. it just does. I like it. All right, so we went full circle in this show. Taco Bell, McDonald's, hibachi. Hibachi, and we start. We gotta with, ask Smokey when we it, start with psychiatry. Yeah. <laughs> start therapy to wine. <laughs> Smokey Robinson wine coming I up next. I want to eat it in the bathtub. Can I? Can I get that into my contract? I want to eat it in my bathtub. That's probably. A, I mean, I don't I'm gonna know die. The, yeah, but I don't bathtub. know if they'll let you have a tub. You're in a cell. I don't think they have tubs in cells. I think you got a sink. You got to work in the sink. Shoot us an email. Have you ever been on death row? Yeah. If there's a tub in death, yeah. Escaped. Maybe put a little, you know what I would do? I'd get you a little portable tub, (laughs) you know? Just bring in a baby pool. That's what I was thinking. I would just say, hey, here's a baby pool for you. (laughs) Best I could do in some Mr. Bubbles. What crime did I commit, though, to be on death row? I killed Jim Crenn. That would be (laughs) On live TV. (laughs) (laughs) Could happen. Yeah, could happen. No, I don't don't know. Mine would have to be some stupid accident. (laughs) You wrecked your car. Vehicular manslaughter for you. You drove into oncoming traffic because you were texting Lou. Yes. Like, I <laughs> what didn't you do wanted it. from McDonald's. You're like, I want two Big Macs. And then you went, Wah, and you ran over a family. Yes, I'd be I'd be on <laughs> the stand going, I didn't do it. So you're going to be the star witness against me. He did. He did it. He drives like he a did. maniac. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got <laughs> Luca Puto and Baba Zelli. Smoky wine, uh, Smoky Robinson wine coming up next. Smoky wine, Smoky Robinson wine coming up next. Jim Cran, no restrictions with Sirene on the Pittsburgh podcast. Pittsburgh Current podcast. You love podcast to Network. leave the words out every time. You'd close the show, then I don't know. We've got Bobby Bazzelli and Luca Puto coming up with Smoky Robinson wine. This is Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast Network. I'm the professional. What she said. Good night, folks. Celebrate. 50 years of one of the most iconic albums of all time. One of my favorites, the Beatles' White Album, as performed by an all-star lineup of musicians starring Christopher Cross, Todd Rundgren, Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees, Chicago's Jason Sheff, and Badfinger's Joey Mullen at the Palace Theater on Saturday, November 13th. Get tickets now at thepalacetheater.org. You do not want to miss this. It's Jim Cren, no restrictions. The current newspaper podcast network with Sirene. Uh Sirene is passed out somewhere. We're looking for her. <laughs> She's somewhere in the backstage somewhere. You know how it is. She's, she got into the wine, the Smokey Robinson wine. <laughs> I said, Sirene, don't drink it. She just, you can't stop drinking Smokey Robinson's wine. I got Lou Caputo, Bobby Bazzelli. Who uh, manage uh, the project for for Smokey's Wine? And uh, these guys are, are friends of mine and uh, great guys, genuine Pittsburgh guys. Can't meet better people, and that's why I'm so excited for them because this project is really taken off for you guys. And I want to hear how this started to get involved with a legend. And Lou and I were just talking to us. Like, got a picture. It's, it's Smokey Robinson, man. Come on. No one better. Talk. 
Seriously, talk top ten people of all time, like uh, in music. He's in there. Tell me somebody else time. that wrote over four thousand songs. Yes, Most prolific writer. He may be top five too. If you yeah, when you when you go with the writing and everything else. I mean, this guy and what he we influenced. It goes beyond belief. So, really exciting. I know. Got like Pittsburgh guys. What are we gonna do? It's, it's crazy, Lou. Right, Bobby. So tell me how how did the, how the wine venture start? Give us give us a little um, snapshot. You know, I've been working with Smokey since 2006, and for the longest time, as a as a guy who loves wine, appreciates it myself, and an amateur winemaker, yeah, I've always wanted him to consider um, being involved in wine and in personally getting involved himself yeah. as well as his name and branding something with him so uh, he would he would always say to me um if he didn't believe in something he didn't want to put his name on it and huh. he was uh he was not a drinker he drinks wine some prosecco a little bit of wine but he's not a, a big drinker so right. therefore he just had no interest and over i think three or four years i've i continued to push him and then lo and behold i had an opportunity for him and his wife Francis, who's from Pittsburgh, to uh, want to visit the Clementi Museum oh. at the time. Okay. And at the time we went up there and we went downstairs and he had an opportunity to see a winery and had an understanding uh, a little bit more of what it was about. And at that time, um, he came back to me and said, you know, we should maybe consider something. Huh. So, you know, I had a friendship with Louis uh, for years, knowing Louis is, is an expert in not only the wine industry, but also understanding the licensing behind it and everything like that. So a lot of complexities to it, huh, Lou? Oh, we were talking about it, man. Was, you know, we want to <laughs> eventually get involved with that, but it's, it's really wild, man. The complexities involved with all the yeah, just a few. You know, Pennsylvania is uh, very unique uh, with its alcohol system, huh. and uh, luckily for me, being a third generation attorney in the alcohol industry, it uh, certainly helps play a part in the overall business here. You know, it's like the universe or whatever. Something happens where things flow. Because like you said, okay, lucky for you, you happen to have this knowledge. You guys are friends. This is all comes together, and it's seamless in a weird way. Yeah. Seamless. It just happens. That's right. And it takes off. That's right. It sells. Right. And, and quite frankly, I mean, with Louie, we, you know, he went from helping and advising to actually being a part of it. Right. And it was his his wanting. It's too much fun. It. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, Lou? Well, look, when you get the opportunity to work with people like Bob – and, of course, someone like Smokey Robinson. Yeah. I mean, uh, what can I say? I'm, I'm definitely blessed uh, with the opportunity. So uh, we're, we're just happy to be a part of it. And, you know, we've we worked on it. I mean, we worked hard, you know, for the last couple of years mm -hmm. just trying to get this launched and uh, using Pennsylvania as our platform for Smokey to get him to buy in. Uh, and, you know, now we're sitting back a year and a half later. Right. And uh, you know we just signed a deal to be represented by Southern Wine and Spirits, Southern Glazer, which is the largest distributor in the world. Hmm. And uh, we just signed a deal with uh, Albertsons Markets on the West Coast, okay. which uh, owns huge. Safeway, Albertsons right. uh, in, in Pennsylvania, yeah. uh, Acme, which people may right. be aware of on the other side so of the state. So that's distribution's amazing what you guys are doing yeah, we're, for this wine. Now, Smokey Robinson is a legend, and everything about him is quality. How do you come up with a wine that he's going to okay? How did this? Ha how do you find the right taste? How does this happen? Right, because well, this guy's going to want the best of the best. Right, and and we 
believe we brought the best of the best. I mean, it mm-hmm. took some time. We it is great. Went out and met winemakers and did tasting. You know, went out to different vineyards in California and ultimately settled with uh, a winemaker we feel is uh, pretty special to our project, a gentleman named Matt Smith. He was a, the winemaker at Kendall Jackson for a long time. Okay. a brand right. I think everybody knows. Sure. And uh, through uh, the process of, you know, grapes and juice and tasting and blending and we made something that Smokey would ultimately taste and approve, and uh, it would, it's great. Plus, Jimmy, he, he went through uh, probably eight or nine different variations of wines right. to get uh, to the true. spectrum from uh, the driest to, to more sweet. Right. And then balancing it and tannic, you know, the different uh, aspects of wine. Smokey would say, I like this. I don't like this. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. So he was involved. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So. Involved, it's traveling, meeting with us taking the time educate educating himself more on various wines and where they're from the origins the grapes and then getting to know matt the winemaker who's been terrific it's, it's really a, a great wine man i like i like a great i get i'm not a you know sommelier or anything but uh i tell you what after about two glasses i start singing like smoky i don't sound like him <laughs> and i just you know <laughs> baby let's cruise where's the breaches i try but uh i think everybody does so just i like recommend it us, right? highly where can we get it where could anyone get it out there they want to right. try so uh website smoky uh great spot uh as well as uh there's a new wine shop that uh bob and i had a hand in uh, help opening and uh, 23rd in Vine is the name. It's at 2333 East Carson Street. Okay. Uh, as well as the Market Street Grocery. Yeah, there's the Market Street Wine Bar. Okay. And Market Square. Both those locations have Smokey's products as well as other great products. It, it, guys, uh, you know, as I got to tell you, uh, like the variety is everything. How, how many wines uh, of Smokey's wines do, do we have here? So right now we right carry now. Uh, four varietals. Of Four. his wines, and uh, each wine is named after one of his songs, okay. which uh, we thought was a really nice touch. Uh, we have a Chardonnay, we have a uh, Pinot Noir, okay. Cabernet, and a Red Blend. Oh. Uh, the Red Blend is eighty-five uh, percent Zinfandel, all right, five percent Sangiovese, and ten percent Syrah. Nice. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great. What wine. an interesting combo, huh? Right, and um, you know, Bob and I were talking a little bit coming in too about uh, the packaging, which packaging was so important in this deal and it's key in wine isn't it key in wine for sure and luckily through relationships of bobs yeah. you know we were able to partner with uh garrison hughes yeah garrison huh. hughes uh, bill garrison okay david hughes i grew up with bill in bloomfield oh, okay and top agency here marketing agency advertising agency terrific and the collaboration we brought Smokey down he spoke a little bit about what he thought each song was in the wine and they really took those ideas and the passion and what he had and created a great logo for each of the wines that really replicated uh, a, 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 a like a smoke hmm. uh, a stencil on each each one of the labels, which reflected back to Smokey, reflects to the song, and they look terrific. That's pretty amazing. You think about Smokey, even in his wine, he's soulful for crying out loud. But at the rocks, you know, thirteenth, we'll put the merch table. Oh yeah, merch. You guys are part. Of t- you're oh, part yeah. of the team. It's well, the Roxian covered. It's in the there. is a uh, a client of ours with regards to the wine. So if Bay, you're drinking wine at the Roxian, you're drinking Smoky December Robinson. December thirteenth, 
Smokey, Smokey's wine and comedy. I can't wait. It's going to be great, guys. Uh, with you on tap, too. Thanks, brother. I know. I can, I know. <laughs> How can you beat it? Luca Pudovavis. Thanks, guys, for joining <laughs> sure. us. We appreciate it. Smokey Robinson Wine. We'll see you guys soon, yeah. huh? Thank Thanks. you for the time. So we appreciate, for the time. It. appreciate Jim, it. Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast Network.